Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Fibber McGee and Molly Show. NBC and Tums present Fibber McGee and Molly Transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Ralph Goodman and directed by Max Hutto. Fibber and Molly will be with you in a minute. This is Don Wilson for Tom. You know, some people suffer for hours when acid indigestion or heartburn strikes. That's because they haven't tried Tums, America's top choice for don't wait relief from acid indigestion. Yes, Tums give don't wait relief. You don't wait for spoons, glasses, or water. There's nothing to mix. Just reach into your pocket or purse for the handy roll of Tums, peel off one or two, and eat like candy. And you don't wait for relief, because Tums go right to work to gently calm churning excess stomach acid. No wonder millions of Americans in all walks of life look to Tums for the answer to acid indigestion and heartburn. You, too, should always carry Tums for don't wait relief. So, don't wait. Get famous Tums for the tummy. Only ten cents a roll. If you were with us last night at this time, you'll recall that Mr. McGee of 79 Wistful Vista is in a jam. That's not a new situation for Mr. McGee, but this jam is a dilly. All by himself, he managed to leave a button off his overcoat at police headquarters in such a way as to connect him with a jewel robbery. His wife's trying to help him, but... I can't do it, Molly. I can't go back to that police station. Oh, McGee, if you hadn't lost your nerve and backed out at the last minute yesterday, it would be all settled now. The police won't hurt you. That's easy for you to say. You're no jewel thief. Oh, neither are you. Well, I'm beginning to feel like one. And as soon as the crime lab traces that button back to me, I'll be one. A criminal. My picture in the papers. Raffles McGee, they'll call me. Raffles McGee, international jewel thief. Oh, that's silly. Nothing like that's going to happen at all. You're perfectly innocent. Now all you have to do is see the chief of police and... Raffles, are you listening? Sure, sure, I'm listening. But gee whiz, Molly, walking into that police station is just like... Stop worrying and listen to me. Mm -hmm. Now, here's your hat. Yeah. All you do is walk up to the chief of police and say, Look, I didn't steal the McDonald jewels. I was walking in my sleep that night, and when I heard you found an overcoat button at the scene, I thought it was mine. Oh, he'll like that. The chief will just love that. So I sneaked into the police station, you say, and compared the button with one of my own. Yeah, yeah, go on. And then you say... But I sneaked out in such a hurry that I took your button and left mine with you by mistake. Chief, you say? I realize I took the only clue you had, and I probably smeared the real burglar's fingerprints, but, well, hmm. you... Hmm. Give me back your hat. Sit down. You see what I mean, Molly? I'm fractured. I couldn't be any guiltier if I'd stole the jewels. I'm caught like a trap in a rat. It is a mess. If I'm not guilty of robbery, I'm guilty of interfering with the law by taking their buttons in. Law? Hey, that's what I ought to do. Get myself a lawyer. Oh, I don't know, McGee. I don't think you ought to talk to a lawyer about this, at least not yet. Why not? Well, the fewer people we tell this to, the better. After all, they haven't accused you of anything yet. And a lawyer is just one more person who knows about it. And I don't know what you should do. I ought to see a lawyer. That's what I should do. 
He was any minute now. The cops will trace that button to me, and they'll be at the door, banging on it with a gun. There they are, the cops. Now, quick, where can I hide? Jackie, boy! Mm, relax, it's the old-timer. Now, don't tell him a thing. Now, watch it now. So far, we're safe, because only I and you and Doc Gamble know about this. But if the old-timer heard about it, he'd spread it... Hi, around... kids. Hi, daughter. Hi, Johnny. Hello, Mr. Old-timer. Uh, Just on my way back to the market, daughter. You need anything? I'll take a look in the kitchen. We're always running out of something. Okay, daughter. Take your time. I'll sit here and chat with the boy for a spell. Johnny, what's new? Oh, not a thing, old-timer. Been very quiet around here. Oh, you know me, son. Always interested in the news. No item too large or too small. Nothing happened lately at all? No, no, not a thing. Don't have to be big news, Johnny. Like the time you got your head caught in the grating and had to have it sawed off. The grating, I mean. Any little item of interest to brighten my day? No, no, no news at all. Well, I'm disappointed, son. Of all the people on my route... You can call them people. You're the one fellow I can usually count on for news. Well, I'm sorry to disappoint you. Nothing happened today at all. Well, I guess you're resting up, Johnny. Resting? Yeah. After all, a fellow that walks in his sleep the same night of a jewel robbery and then runs down to the police station to compare the clues and leaves his overcoat button with the gendarmes by mistake and they send it to the crime lab. Oh. Well, a fellow like that's had a busy day, haven't you, son? Well, you've had a busy day, haven't you, son? Oh, my gosh. Where did you hear about that? About the cops having my overcoat button? Heard you telling Doc Gamble the other day, Johnny. I was in the next office having a splitter took out at the time. you got a good loud voice on you, son. Oh, for the... Doggone it, I've been trying to keep this quiet till I can figure out some way out of it. My guy... Don't worry about a thing, son. It's our secret. I won't tell a soul. Good. Bessie won't tell either. I made her promise. What? Her and her mother both promised not to tell nobody. Oh, my gosh. You couldn't get Bessie's papa to promise anything, but don't worry about him, son. He don't go near the cops. We'll keep your secret. Oh, and... this is ridiculous. Molly. Hey, Molly, bring my hat. Let's go see a lawyer. This is getting out of hand. There's more fun with the McGee's shortly. Your Easter Seal Society has assumed the responsibility of seeing that no crippled child in your community goes without any of the things he needs to live a happy and normal life. When you make your Easter Seal contribution, you're helping your society meet this responsibility. You are providing medical care for the correction or improvement of crippling conditions, physical and occupational therapy for the strengthening and training of muscles, transportation so that crippled children can attend special schools and medical centers, camping and other recreational activities, Special instruction for parents of crippled children to help them solve their many special problems. Job training and placement for handicapped people. Yes, your Easter Seal dollar goes a long way. It works year-round for crippled children. So give to your Easter Seal Society today. Mail your check in that bright yellow envelope that came with your Easter Seal. Or send your contribution to Crippled Children, care of your local postmaster. we're going to see, and where'd you hear about him? Barrow is his name, Clarence Barrow. Sounds familiar. They say he's got the makings of a great criminal lawyer. He's the guy that when Mort Toops got jugged on that beef New Year's Eve where Mort got sore and slugged the cop, this lawyer sprung him. Hmm. You know, Mort's looked a little sprung ever since. <laughs> Come on in, this is the building here. Now, you better let me do the talking when we get in there. I want to feel this guy out first. I don't want to blab too much till I know if he can take the case. That's his door down there, Clarence Barrow, attorney. Yeah. 
Now, this is going to be a great case for him to handle. Make a reputation for yourself. After you, my dear. That's him. Good afternoon, folks. Something I can do for you? Well, not exactly for us, Mr. Barrow. We're here about a friend of mine. Friend of yours? In some sort of trouble, is he? Oh, is he? Up to here. Please, Molly. Oh, by the way, uh, this is my wife. That's good. Now, who are you? Well, she... Huh? Oh, well, I'm her husband. Didn't I tell you? McGee is our name. Mr. and Mrs. McGee. How do you do, I'm sure? Fine. Well, now that that's all settled about this friend of yours, Mr. McGee, just what sort of uh, trouble is he in? Well, this is going to be a little hard to explain. Now, let's see. Well, first, first of all, you've heard about the jewel robbery at the McDonald home last week. Yes, read about it in the papers. Phantom burglar, wasn't it? The only clue the police have is an overcoat button. Well, that's what I'm here to see you about. Uh, that button. The one the cops have. It's mine. I mean, my friend. You see, he lost one the night of the crime, and the police found one, so he was worried. Naturally. Any crook who's careless enough oh, to... Oh, I didn't steal the jewels. I mean, he, he didn't steal the jewels. Uh, we're innocent. Both of you, huh? uh, Yes. I mean, uh, no. Well, you see, my wife thought... Heavenly days. Let me tell you, McGee. You were mixed up in it, too, Mrs. McGee? No, no. Just a minute. Gee whiz, Molly. I think... McGee, you see what happens when you don't come out and tell the truth? She's right, McGee. Why don't you two just go down to the DA's office and confess? Hmm? Things will go easier on you. Now, Mrs. McGee, you look like the sensible type of lady burglar. Sit down. Yes, dear. Uh, I mean, yes, ma'am. Oh, oh, you're married, too, huh? Now, you both be quiet for a minute and let me talk. This is ridiculous. First of all, my husband here is the one who's involved in this thing, not a friend of his. And second of all, he didn't do anything wrong. He never was near the scene of that robbery. Here's what happened. The night of the robbery, my husband walked in his sleep. And the next morning, then after comparing the buttons and finding out he was innocent, he was in such a hurry to get away, he took theirs and left his with the police by mistake. As soon as they trace that button back to him... It'll be all over him like snow off a steep roof. Right. And that's why we came to you, Mr. Barrow. You've got the makings of a great criminal lawyer, and a case like this ought to make you... Well, thank you. Yes, it is a rather difficult case. Oh, not for you, it ain't. A talented mouthpiece like you, uh, a lawyer like you, you, you can handle it easy. Yes, it is a challenging case, all right. <clears throat> I'll take it. Oh, good. Yes, let me think now. Yes, there's a very similar case in one of my books over here. The State of Nevada versus Pretty Boy Elrod. I think that'll give us a precedent. I feel better already, McGee. Notice how I swung him with a little flattery? <laughs> I'll butter him up so much you won't even want to see. I'll pour it on. I think the less you say from now on, the better. Yes, here it is. Yes, the case is nearly identical. Oh, this will be interesting. I knew you'd see the opportunity here, Barrow. Wait till this case hits the papers. It could make you famous overnight. Well, from the way you tell it, it should be quite a triumph for an attorney to get you out of this at that. Yes. Ah, this will make you another Darrow, Barrow. People will be fighting to get into your office. Guys will be committing crimes right and left just so they can get you to handle them. Yeah. You know, it could get to be a nuisance, couldn't it? Your phone will be ringing all day. Guys will be begging you. McGee, that's enough. Mm. Probably have to cut my lunch hour down to an hour to handle the business. You betcha. Start working late at the office, never get home to see my wife. Oh, I don't. She was a chorus girl, you know. Beautiful, isn't she? That's her picture there. To Daddy from Glory. Oh, she's lovely. Yeah, when will I have time for her with all this fame? McGee, I told you. Yeah, but Mr. Barrow... What about that chauffeur? Chauffeur? All rich lawyers have chauffeurs. Think I'm going to be a piker? Well, no, but gee whiz, I... A handsome devil be driving my beautiful wife all over town while I'm working? Huh? People will talk. Maybe it's all perfectly innocent, but you know how jealous I am. Oh, I didn't know... I'll scold her. We'll fight. Maybe I'll even leave her. Huh? I won't be able to work. I'll start drinking. I'll hit skid roll. 
Down and out. Yeah, but, 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 but... What are you two trying to do? Ruin my career? Break up my home? Out. Get out of my office. Yeah, but, but I... Get out, my both head. of you, you yeah. home. Yeah. Out of my office. Yeah. Come on, Gabby, let's go home. Say goodnight to Bibber and Molly in a moment. Hello, folks. This is Throckmorton P. Gildersleeve. You may not realize it, but you have the key to my house. And all you have to do to get in on Wednesday nights is turn your radio dial to NBC. You'll meet my little family. There's Leroy. Hi, Uncle. Hello, Leroy. And then there's our wonderful housekeepers. What are you doing? Talking to yourself? No, my boy. I'm talking to millions of people. Oh, good. Can I say something to him? Well, I suppose so. Ladies and gentlemen, I have the kindest, most generous uncle in the whole world. Well, thank you. And just to prove it, he will not cross my palm with a quarter. Leroy. I'm going. That boy. Miss Gillespie! Yes, Bertie. Uh, Bertie's our housekeeper. One of your girlfriends is on the phone. Oh? Who is it? She sounds like a blonde. (laughs) I'll be right there. And folks, on Wednesday nights, you'll meet Mr. Peavy. He isn't here now. No, I wouldn't say that. Oops, Peavy. Didn't see you behind me. <laughs> see you Wednesday night, folks. McGee, you've talked enough today. Plenty. Yeah. I want just two more words from you. That's all. Good night. <laughs> Good night, all. NBC and Tums, T-U-M-S, Tums for the Dummies, have brought you the Fibber, McGee, and Molly program transcribed with Bill Thompson as the old-timer and Paul Freeze as Clarence Farrell. This is John Wald with a hunch that the case of the McDonald's jewel robbery and McGee's mixed-up button is going to bust wide open tomorrow night. We can find out by tuning in to Fibber, McGee, and Molly. Hear the Oppenheimer story on Heart of the News tonight on the NBC Radio Network.